Hey folks, welcome back to another edition of The Water Cooler with Garrett and Levi. We're glad that we're back together, getting to be able to talk about sports and everything like that. Just bringing you the latest in local news possible. How's it going, Mr. Mayo? Going good. NBA playoffs are in full swing, yeah. which means we got a lot to talk about. A lot to talk about, especially on the basketball end, but we got baseball that just started back up. Thank God that that's back. And then... Before we know it, it'll be football season. Yeah, football, free agencies are about to happen. Oh, yeah. All the draft just happened. We right. got some wrestling, some bots, and we're going to be touching on a little bit of everything. Yeah, the Masters, I'm sure you got a lot to say about yeah, that. There, there were, there's been a lot. This is probably my favorite time of the year when it comes to sports because you have so much going on at one time. It's like, how can you even keep up with half of it? That's my favorite part. But before we get started, I got a performance of the day for you. Take it back to not too long ago, Jimmy Butler dropped 35 with 7 assists, 5 rebounds, and 6 steals against the Boston Celtics to take a 1-0 lead in the Eastern Conference Finals and mount one of the biggest comebacks in NBA history. Or not biggest comebacks, one of the biggest third quarters in NBA yeah. history. What was it? 46-point yeah. quarter which is the most in Heat franchise history. Levi, I think it's time people stop sleeping on Jimmy Butler. You think so? I, I was thinking that, and I know it sounds crazy, but whenever the bubble was going on, that was the legit, like, Jimmy Buckets came out. And people were like, oh, the bubble year didn't count, the bubble this, the bubble that. Like, they were still playing ball professionally at the NBA level. Like, he's got to show out, and he did show out of the bubble, but this year I think it's a little bit different, like, the chip on his shoulder now is, like, probably the most it's ever been. Just think about it. Jimmy Butler, since he's been with the Heat, has put two-time MVP and NBA champion Giannis out of the playoffs in the first round twice. Yep. He's made to the finals. He's in a conference finals. And I just feel like nobody ever talks about it. Mm-mm. No, they don't. That is the bad part. I mean, Jimmy Butler, if he can somehow manage... To win a ring, that's got to be the most valuable ring since Dirk won in 2011. Yeah. Just as Maybe LeBron. I guess LeBron 2016. Yeah. But at least the most valuable ring in almost a decade. What do you think about Jokic? I think right now we're recording this as the Lakers just lost game two. So the Nuggets are up 2-0. It's looking like Jokic could make his first NBA Finals. I think it's huge for him. triple-double without scoring a single point in the fourth quarter. Like, that alone as a five. He plays the five position. Yeah, you throw him four, whatever. But he is thoroughly a five. And to come out and to put up a triple-double both games, and then the second game you do it in three quarters, and you also have a backup point guard like Jamal Murray, who's like, he's got your six every single time you're out on the court. But you go out and you put up those numbers in the first three that's why you have teammates like Jamal Murray because he comes in the fourth puts up 13 14 points in the fourth quarter alone steps on LeBron and AD and says hey get out this is our year I genuinely think the Denver Nuggets are going to win it all I do too as much as I would love to see the Heat win it all yeah I think it's the Nuggets' year which is great for them because honestly up until this playoffs they've given me the vibe of the Kyle Lowry, DeMar DeRozan, Raptors. Yeah. That team that's always great in the regular season. will always bank on being top three seeded, 60-plus wins. But you just know deep down we'll never make it deep in the playoffs. That's just kind of the vibe I've gotten from the Nuggets since they've been popping off. But it's looking like they could prove that thought wrong. I finally feel like they have that solidified. You know, Aaron Gordon, Jamal Murray, Bruce Brown... Jokic, Aaron Gordon. Did I say Aaron Gordon? No. No. Aaron Gordon, like, those guys right there, that five. You got a vet and Jeff Green. You got a, a, almost a, I wouldn't say vet, but a person who knows the league pretty well in Aaron Gordon. Jamal Murray and Jokic, obviously, they've solidified their names. This team right now has the opportunity to take advantage of kind of like what the Warriors, when they went on their dynasty run. Mm-hmm. You kind of have to take advantage of the opportunity and say, look, we have – all these pieces right now, and next year, if we don't win it, we can re-sign him, we can do this, we can move this like puzzle piece around. I think for the next four or five years, you're going to see the Nuggets probably going almost 
to the finals every year. They're going to push the conference finals to at least seven games for the next at least four to five years. That's my prediction. I'll say this. If the NBA Finals matchup comes down between the Nuggets and the Heat, the biggest thing I'll be most looking forward to seeing in that series is Butler versus Jokic because I think the deciding factor might be that Jimmy Butler, he's got that dog mentality in him that I don't know if Jokic has. Right. I, I, I don't know another player in this generation, meaning this generation like 2010s and up, prior to Kobe and all that, but I don't know another player in our generation who has that Michael Jordan Kobe mentality like Jimmy Butler does. Like you really can't name off another player who Beating has Carl Anthony Towns with every, the backups. putting every single like ounce of blood, sweat and tear into the game and putting his like his practice means perfect and perfect is what comes out of practice and all that. Putting that all of it on the table and saying, I'm giving it everything I got every single day. That mentality is way out of the window these days. Yeah. Like, I don't know if you, I don't think Jokic has that mentality. No, I don't either. Like he's I, I know, I know the he definition doesn't. of finesse yeah. and not power. Whereas, like, Jokic is a surgical instrument. He'll mm-hmm. get his assists, he'll score the most, like, roundabout, finesse ways possible. Jimmy Butler's a blunt object. Yeah. He's just going to run at you and run at you and beat you over the head exactly. until you give up and you quit. That's the only way you can describe Jimmy Butler, and I love that so much. So it'll definitely be a battle of the wills, and if, like I said earlier, Jimmy Butler can pull it off, it'll be one of the most impressive feats I've ever seen, and it'll also prove Jokic's haters right in a way. I think right. in a matchup between the Heat and the Nuggets, Jokic has everything to lose, and Jimmy Butler has everything to gain. Yeah, he does. But at the same time, how many times over and over again is like Jimmy going to go a couple years and not really get anywhere with it, and then bam, oh, wow, it's Jimmy Butler. Can he do it this time? No. Like, what? What? what like at some point, what do you say, like, okay, like what does he need to get to that next level besides just himself? I think if Jimmy Butler doesn't win a championship, he'll go down as Sidney Moncrief. Just that good player that everybody respects his guts, played a hard-nosed style, but 20, 30 years from now, kids that are learning the game may kind of know who he is if you study it, but generally speaking, you won't know who he is unless you're a diehard fan. Whereas if he wins a ring, I think he goes down as a Gary Payton-level player. Who's basically had the same type of game as Sidney Moncrief, just had more championship success. Right. Whereas Jokic, if he wins a ring, he could go down as like a top twenty player of all time. Twenty. If he wins a ring, if some people would probably ring, put dude, him top people, twenty already. Some people, if he wins, if he wins a ring, and they're they can keep the Nuggets, like I said, that dynasty going. If he gets two rings, to three rings. I mean, dude, he may overall be like top 10 of all time after it's all said and done after it's all said and done everybody's top 10 really has about 15 players in it yeah that's fine but i'm saying genuinely speaking if you watch the way he plays the game as like i said as a five there's never been a five to pass the ball like he does there's never been a like a five to run the court the way he can like he is genuinely just he's turned the pretty much the center position into like an all-around pass shoot protect rebound offensive rebound defense like all that he has solidified himself as that like that center who does that the most and, versatile and like, center since Will Chamberlain right but I mean Will Chamberlain back in the day like you just it's such a generational argument to where it's like they were playing against this person they were playing against that person they did this they did that there's just so much that goes into that that makes it so hard to argue on how great someone really is in the moment, I guess you could say. Like, for example, with LeBron and all that, like, if you put LeBron back in Jordan's days, they're not going to know what to think when a 6'8", big old bastard just coming down the court, just running right through them. What are they going to do? Immediately, they're going to grab him by the shoulders and they're going to throw him down, just like with the Jordan rules and stuff. Does LeBron fit that category to say if he played in the 80s or 90s? Is he, is he where he is now? When like, it comes down that. to comparing generations, 
I think people on both sides overestimate it. Oh, for sure. If you drop LeBron off and let's just say like 1992. If you drop LeBron off in 92, is he going to just like find a way to drop 35 points a game like embarrass the 90s players? Probably not. Are the hard-nosed, gritty 90s defense going to hold LeBron to 15 points a game now? LeBron, if you drop him in 92, let's say he's averaging, what, like 25 point, 27 points in his prime? Something like that? Yeah. He probably averaged like 24 with a little bit less efficiency. Like, that's probably the much as an impact as I think it would make. He might even average 27 still. He'd just be less efficient. So if you drop Jokic back when Wilt played, who would be the more, more versatile player? I think they'd be about even. If you drop Jokic off in Wilt's day, I think he'd go down as a, probably one of the greatest centers of all time, which he arguably is now. But him, Wilt, and Russell, that would have been a heck of a rivalry. Yeah, it would have. It just, that's my biggest thing is like, we talk about how great is someone going to be and all this kind of stuff. You kind of just got to let their career do its thing. Like, let them, obviously, let them do the play-in and let their game back it up. But genuinely speaking, I truly think that, like, at the end of the day, when, when we're, like you said, 20, 30 years down the road and hopefully we're still talking about this kind of stuff then, I think that we'll be talking about Jokic the way we talk about, you know, Shaq being so dominant in his era. I think we'll talk about him the way we talk about Will and all this. Easy now. I'm saying, Easy dude. Now. I'm just saying because there's not a five. He's changing the way the game plays for that position, just like Steph did with the whole three and all that. Like, he, he they're... Each person is genuinely, like, genuinely speaking, they will change something about our generation every time you look at it. There's going to be Do you know what Shaq there. looks at oh, when he sees Jokic? Uh, he laughs at him. He sees Foghorn Leghorn. He, he sees oh, barbecue fine. chicken. I didn't, I didn't say <laughs> that Jokic would be more dominant than Shaq. I, I didn't say that. I'm saying he would be just as or is going to be just as. Like, the way we're talking about how dominant Shaq was is the way we'll talk about how Jokic was. I, that's genuinely what I genuinely what I think. Just because he's so versatile with it, How, I like, think what Jokic, other what other center is gonna genuinely give you twenty, fifteen, and ten every single night? Jokic is probably the first two-time MVP that, if you put it to a vote and said you can draft anybody in the league, most people probably wouldn't draft first. Oh, of course not. Just because he's big and <laughs> white, <laughs> he's big and white. Like that's all it is. He's Serbian. Like, yeah, I mean, nine times out of ten, people are going to pick Embiid over him, and that's fine. But if you're giving me a team, give me Jokic. Give me the five who knows how to run that floor. Because I'm going to pick a point guard, and then I'm also going to pick a four who are just as good at running the floor. And it's going to be something that people couldn't even think about beating. Like, that's how you, they, that's how you see it, though. It's like you gotta you got to look at it from every single perspective possible. Because Jokic, I'm serious, dude. He's going to go down as, like, that that guy. For like our generation speaking, we'll see. So of the previous generation, which I guess LeBron is now a part of, basically as old as yeah, he is, like, he's, yeah. he, he, he's, he's like the, one cheek in the Kobe generation right. and whatever you want to call this generation. Yeah, he's like a, a quarter of Kobe's generation and like three quarters of the new generation is what you'd call yeah. it, I guess. What do you think about his position in the playoffs and what he has to gain and? Oh, Everything dude! If like he doesn't, that. if he doesn't win it this year, then the only thing he'll ever catch for the rest of his career is hate. He's already only gonna catch. Oh that. yeah, but it's gonna get it's gonna get worse than it ever has now. Like especially having AD, and you know D'Angelo Russell. Like, did you have these guys who could back you up? This and that. Austin Reeves. Like, it just it just doesn't make sense. But I mean, that's the way his dice has rolled throughout his careers. I mean, genuinely, I think LeBron is at the point in his career. Where you already think as highly or as lowly of LeBron as you ever will. Yep. I don't think there's anything he could do that he hasn't already done that would make people change their minds about it as far as him versus Jordan. That debate's pretty much set in stone. Uh, I mean, dude, if he if he wins it this year, if he and comes back and plays another five, somehow, some way, if he does, and wins another one within those next five years. There is nothing you can say about that man to not put him on the very top pedestal. Like, if he wins this year and gets another one somehow, some way, if he stays that long, there is absolutely zero possibility that you can't put him number one. 
Do you know what? It's, let's say he does, he plays five more years and he gets his six rings. You know what they're gonna say? It he took him twenty five. Let's say he gets. It took him twenty five years to get six. It took Jordan fourteen. And most Jordan fans like to pretend Washington doesn't count. So oh, they probably. Oh, I think it counts. Yeah. But I'm talking about the hardcore right. Jordan fans. I say, ah, oh, it doesn't count. And that's Jordan fine. got six and twelve. That's fine. That's fine. You can say what you want, but is Jordan number one scorer? No. Playoff scoring? No. Most games played. Most. Did like, you think that, Kareem right? was the goat before LeBron passed him? Not just because of scoring and stuff, but I, and I, I didn't think he was the goat. No, but I will say that he was obviously in my top five. I, I would argue Kareem's one of those overrated players of all time. He but was. That's a discussion for a different day. Exactly. If, you just, but, if you just go on the accolades, though, Kareem was the all-time leading scorer. He had the record for most MVPs won, most All-Star games appeared in, and had six rings. And nobody considered Kareem the GOAT. At least nobody that's under the age of 60. Yeah. So how did you start throwing that thing around there whenever you get out of basketball? <laughs> you start letting it go. No. But yeah, I mean, it just it just comes down to like your like personal perspective, personal. Most opinion. people just like, pick their favorite player, exactly, and, they make and their they just argument run with it. There. Yep. But I mean, once you look into the details and facts and stuff, there's no way. Like especially if he gets two more, there is no way somebody could not put him as number one. That's just me personally. And like, I just, so what do you think about Anthony Davis? I think. Anthony Davis has just get out of here LeBron with that garbage name. So much. Get like, out of here with that garbage name. I can't a, stand Anthony Davis, dude. I can't stand him. Let me emphasize that, people. I cannot stand Anthony Unibrow Davis. I can't stand him. All right, sorry, I had to get that out of my system. People say Jokic is soft. Anthony Davis is soft with an A W instead dude, of an O. He got literally. Knocked upside the head by a hand in their last series and had to get wheelchaired off the court back into the locker room. He might be the most disappointing two-option LeBron has ever played with in his career. And he still made it to the Western Conference Finals. Yeah, I mean, it's it's impressive (laughs) for LeBron, but it's It's sad sad for Anthony Davis that he's on a team with a 20-year-old or 20-year-in vet and he's still the number two option. And not even that, he's just the number two option. It's No one in this league should praise Anthony Davis for the way that he's played this entire season. This, his entire career, for example. He has not even really done much to say, yeah, I went to Kentucky, I was that top draft pick, all this and that. Like, Show me what he's done. Besides, I mean, yeah, he's got one ring. And that's the bull crap here in the bubble. Like, I went back earlier, like, it's the bubble. I get that. I'm a part of that, people who say that, too, but it's still the bubble. And he's got one ring, and everybody's like, oh, Anthony Davis has 20 points and 11 rebounds and three he's blocks tonight. He had a hell of a game. Number two power forward of all time. Yeah, like he had a heck of a game. Like, dude, that is expected out of him. I expect him to put up, if not 20, 30 points. Like, I, I need that out of you. I, I need a tw- anywhere from 20 to 25 15 to Anthony Davis should night, be like, getting 25 points, 12 rebounds, and about 2.7 blocks a game. Yeah, with about three or four assists because you've got mm. De- D'Angelo on the corner. You got, I mean, you have so many options. Let me look up his stat line right now just to see how far off of it he is this season. He's probably like, I'm gonna call. It, don't look, don't look. It's probably I'm, my guess right now. He's got 21.2 points per game, 9.8 rebounds a game. 2.1 assists a game and 0.9 blocks a game. He's got 25 points a game, 12 rebounds a game, and 2.5 assists. Oh, God, I was off. Yeah, okay, he basically has the exact stat line we're saying he should have. But, you know, he's, okay, postseason, he's 22 points and 53% from the field. Sounds like we're beating on a drum that's playing pretty decent. <laughs> I mean, a harmonical tune. <laughs> I just feel like he puts up quiet stats, and at the very yeah. least, yeah, you just don't hear about it. You know, like he just he's. Just... 
I I stand by everything we just said. Oh, I do too. 100%. He's, if You're you not going to change at, my mind. It, if we've you already look, said it now. If you look at the Lakers. <laughs> we've already said it now. You're not changing my mind. I mean, still, if you look at the Lakers, LeBron is the number one option. Oh, of course. Nine times out of ten, who's getting the ball? LeBron. And, and guess who's getting that one, the ball that one time? Not AD. Not AD. I'm giving it a D-Lo before <laughs> I give it to AD. And Anthony Davis should be more take charge and assertive and be like, look, LeBron, you're in year 20. Take it easy. This is my team now. It's like Kobe and Shaq. Yeah. That's what caused their beef because Kobe wanted it to be his team. Anthony Davis doesn't seem to care. And he just, I don't know, he just feels soft. He doesn't, despite what his stats reflect, today he was minus eight, even though he dropped 40 points. Isn't that crazy? That is. Wait, that was the other game. Today he was, what was he? He was minus ten God. and dropped eighteen points. He only like, had that's eighteen the kind tonight. Of, yeah, that's exa- that's what that's what we're saying. That is our point. You just proved he you shot twenty six percent from the field. Come on, and he played for forty minutes. Come on, dude, give my little white self a little chance. <laughs> hey, you could have been in there if you'd have tried instead of getting suspended in middle school. Know, but we're not gonna talk about that. Nah, that's a topic for a different day. Start Open my sessions. Yeah, right. Start calling me AD with my performance. <laughs> but it, it, it just blows my mind, and that is that we just hit the nail on the head with the hammer on what we're talking about when it comes to Anthony Davis and his performance and that kind of stuff. Is At the end of the day, we are asking a lot. We're asking you to go out every night you play and drop 25 points, have 12 rebounds, yeah, whatever. Yeah, like do that. Don't give us no 18 points. Be plus or minus minus ten. Like good God, that is horrible. But I mean, he just needs to step it up when it's important, instead of just kind of fluctuating in. And he'll get his stats against some low-level Hornets in January and stuff like that, instead of shining when the lights are brightest. But as it stands, I'm thinking Nuggets Heat in the finals. Nuggets are probably going to win. I know you said the same thing. So, moving on, James Harden has just opted out of his contract with Philadelphia, and people are saying he might go back to the Rockets, which to me would be great. At this point, James Harden's washed. We said it last year. We said it so many times. He's just done at this point. He had a shot to go get one of those final rings, you know, players get old they chase rings and they go he went to Philadelphia played with the MVP didn't get the ring looking like he's going back to Houston and I think he's just going to go play another year to call it a career and then go make all the strippers happy oh I'm right there with you dude I don't know uh, I don't see a hard O doing much I mean I know they got Embiid and whatnot and especially like my funniest part about that whole team right there is where you have young talent You've got really good players on that team. You know, you got um, Tyrese Maxey and um, what's old buddy, Tobias Harris, picked him up. You just, you got to make something work. You can't be the MVP with Embiid, and you can't be the big-time baller that you are in Harden and go out there and Former just big-time baller. shoot yourself in the foot every time you get an opportunity. Winning that game six for them was huge. You come back and you let Tatum put up 51 on you, like... That's just, it doesn't make sense to me. It's like, you just, you have all this momentum coming out of game six. And then in game seven, you want to be the, pretty much the biggest loser that you can possibly be in James Harden and go out and do absolutely nothing. I mean, absolutely nothing. You can count on two, th- three things in life. Death, taxes, and James Harden coming up short in the playoffs. Yeah, I mean, it's an every year thing. Like you were saying, every single year we say the same thing. And do I feel bad a single year we talk about it? Not one. Honestly, I feel good talking about it. Get some anger off of me mm-hmm. knowing, knowing that that's going to happen. But at least I know I'm right, too, when I talk about that. Whenever the story of James Harden's career is told, whenever somebody's writing their autobiography of James, or their biography of James Harden, it's going to start and end with that game they had against Golden State, the KD Warriors, when they went 0 from 27 for 3, and it was all downhill from there. All downhill. That moment was everything wrong with James Harden's career in a nutshell, 
and that's the closest he ever got to a ring. It's the closest he'll ever get to a ring, yeah. at least as a major factor on the team. And it's just sad to see it because you want to talk about like one of the generational defining players that we've ever seen. Like James Harden, for a while, was the best scorer in basketball. People were arguing if he was a better scorer than Michael Jordan. Like, maybe not a lot of people. Maybe they were all under the age of 15 at the time. But yeah. still, that was a conversation that was being had on first take and social media and all over the place. And it's just crazy how far he's fallen in so little time. Little time. But as sad as it is, that's about a wrap for James Harden. And if KD doesn't do anything with the Suns in the next year or two, uh. I think he might be fading into the sunset, too. That was uh, a disappointment. What do you think of uh, Doc Rivers being fired? I mean, Doc Rivers is a scapegoat. He seems to always get fired whenever the superstars on his team fold. Where do you think he's going? Who knows? I really, I couldn't give you a guess. I I don't even know what team needs a coach right now. Yeah, I was about to say, I don't know what team needs a coach. (coughs) Isn't uh, I do watch him go to the Bucks. That hey, Bootenholes are out, or the Suns. Oh, he goes to the Suns and brings back CP3. They they get Blake Griffin from the uh, Celtics. Blake Griffin Whoa. and CP3 hate each other. Ooh, not this year they don't. Or next year, not next year. Then if Doc Rivers ended up going to the Bucks, <laughs> they win it all. That'd just be one more superstar where he'd have to cover for whenever they fold in the finals or the playoffs. That's my favorite thing about Giannis though. Nobody's ever going to have to say anything bad about him. He got him his ring. That's a, And, I mean, Giannis, that, you see him have that press conference mm-hmm. when they got put out. He had a really good answer for it. Now, it kind of bit him in the tail whenever that video of MJ <laughs> saying that any season he didn't win a championship was a failure came out. But very I true. think he tried to argue his point well. Very true, very true. Well, okay, what, from a philosophical standpoint, do you think as an athlete – any season you don't win a championship is a failure? Because I think so. Uh, why do you play the game? To get stats, money, and no. women? No, you play the game for championships. Yeah, yeah you, know, you know. Dude, that's, just, that's what blows my mind about these days. Like, And excuse me, because I don't know the exact podcast came off of. I can't credit the podcast itself. But Paul George and uh, DeMar DeRozan were on a podcast together not too long ago. And just so happened that somebody asked DeMar DeRozan, how do you feel about the players in the NBA today? He said, we got some sorry MFs in this league, dude. Like, he said, I'm not the kind of guy to sit there and make commotion. You know, I sit back in the class and not say much at all. And uh, there's, he, he's like, you can see people every single day, man. They're just here for the money. They're here for everything but to go out there and win basketball games. And that's... That's the bad part about, like, I guess you could say our generation and, like, the way the sports are these days. People would rather have the biggest social media influence or the biggest name in the business just so they know that they're getting paid mm-hmm. rather than go and put in the work in. Not anybody even know who you are, but yet you're a six-time, seven-time champion yeah. and, like, that kind of stuff. Where are all the... Vinny the Microwave Johnsons these days. Right. That dude that, that <laughs> nobody really knows who he is from a historical standpoint, but he comes off the bench, he's a spark plug, he'll get he you is. 8 to 12. Out of nowhere, too. That's the best part. Yeah, I love those bad boy Pistons teams. Those are that, That's my favorite team of all time. But, I don't know, man. It just, it's crazy to see. And even MB got in trouble for his post-game press conference saying that he and Harden didn't have any help. And dude, if you're the MVP, like, I get it, it does suck sometimes when your team doesn't perform, mm-hmm. but at the end of the day, if they don't, if they're not stepping up, it's on you, because you're supposed to be the leader. You're supposed to that's push what, them That's what I wanted to bring, I wanted to say something about that, and I, I don't know why I didn't at the time, but dude, when I, when I heard Embiid say, uh, me and James couldn't do anything about it, or me and James can't win by ourselves, it's like, yeah, it's not you and James playing a 2v5 against mm-hmm. another NBA team, dog, like. Y'all have teammates, you know, like. That's why Joker, Joker, Joker is so good. Yeah. Because if you get your teammates involved, and even Michael Jordan back in the day, I mean, he trusted his teammates to hit those game-winning shots like Steve Steve Kerr. (laughs) Because he rode them like crazy in practice, and he got on them, and he dogged them, and he built them up and made them mentally tough to where in those big moments they shone through. 
which is part of the reason people say MJ is the GOAT. It wasn't just what he did on the court as far as like basketball-wise. It's also his leadership ability. Say what you want, but MJ, he's like a diamond, or he's like the fire, you know? They put you in the cold, put some pressure on it. He'll make you into a diamond, or you'll crack, and he'll he get will. him a new piece of coal, and he'll make that one into a diamond. That's it. But no, that's pretty much the shape of the NBA as it is right now. Unless you got anything you want to say about Kevin Durant and the Suns. No, my only thing about KD and the Suns is at the end of the day, they're uh, they're what we like to call D-O-N-Z. Dunzy. <laughs> no, I'm just saying. Yeah, yeah they're done. Chris Paul is probably done. Uh, you know he'll be back for at least another year. Just he'll to be. embarrass himself and all the good stuff that they like to do. Make that money. You know, Chris Paul still wouldn't be playing if he wasn't the president of the uh, NBA Players PA. Association. Yeah. Their collective bargaining, I think, is about to come due sometime soon. Mm-hmm. That'll be interesting to look out for. But moving on to the NFL, there's only one topic that can start us off on this discussion. And it's been a topic that's been going on since the very first episode of The Water Cooler. Literally, that's dude. Aaron Rodgers. What is that? Three years now? Two years? Two years. Finally, it happened. He's mm-hmm. left the Packers. Now, here's the trade. The Jets received Aaron Rodgers, a 2023 first-round draft pick, number 15 overall pick, and the number seven, 170 overall pick in 2023. And the Packers get the 13th pick, the 42nd pick, and the 207th pick, and a conditional second-rounder next year that could become a first pick. I think that will, too. I think, I think I think that the Packers won that trade. Yeah, hundred percent because you just got two first round draft picks plus your third pick that you're gonna get's more than likely gonna be bumped up to a top ten because obviously Jordan Love coming in being quarterback. It's just gonna be pretty rough season for the old packs. I hope Jordan Love can make something out of this because as much flack I mean as he's gotten for the last couple of years, like I just want to see him make something of it and prove all the haters wrong. Yeah, don't get me wrong. Like, I hope he does well and all, but... He's not going to be Aaron Rodgers. Oh, no, God, no. But it's more or less the fact of the way Aaron Rodgers did that situation. Like, he just... For his first part of his career, he backed up Brett Favre. You know, and then Brett Favre leaves, and it's like, all right, team's in your hands. Go do your thing. You do your thing. You win a Super Bowl, and they never get you help. Never get you help. Never get you help. And it's like, all right, well, I've just wasted this much time. I'm going to make the best out of it. I'm going to make sure the kid behind me knows what's going on, but I'm not going to give him any kind of love that he doesn't Mm -hmm. deserve. You know, I never got the love that I deserved. And then he does this whole, like, I'm I'm leaving, I'm leaving, I'm leaving. Then he plays for him, does horrible that season. And then it's like this offseason, it was like, all right, well, Now's your time to pretty much let them know. You just played the whole system. You got your money. You don't really give a crap what goes on here. You're done. That's how he did that. And kind of got to tip your hat to the guy because he got the most money out of the situation because what they owed him, it was paid out. And that's all that really matters as long as he got paid out. But I just, the way that the Jets have moved this offseason, getting Lazard, Randall Cobb, uh, Miko Hardman, they've got a, and they got that Garrett Wilson dude, just an absolute wide receiving core. I mean, like, it's probably top three, top four in the entire NFL. I think the Jets this season, I think the Jets make the playoffs, I'm not going to lie. But will I be going J E T S, Jets, Jets, Jets on Sunday? Nah, you won't catch me doing that. R.I.P. Zach Wilson. Yeah. <laughs> That sucks. Dude, my favorite thing about Zach Wilson is in a press conference he had not too long ago. They were like, so if we bring a guy in, or if the Jets bring a guy in, uh, what are you going to have to say to him? Yeah, I just feel bad for that guy is what he had to say. And then they brought in Aaron Rodgers, (laughs) and it's like, no, we feel bad for you. Yeah. Good luck being the backup or going somewhere else. Yeah, probably kidding. going somewhere else. I uh, bet he I, no, though he's on a rookie contract, so he's got like a, a year left, two years left. He's got to stay, but they'll definitely get their money out of somebody that they don't want him on their team. But speaking of, while we're talking about the NFL, I still got some stuff I gotta say about Aaron Rodgers first. Oh, well, let's hear it. I just got 
I don't think that this trade is going to go the way the Jets think. They pretty much just bet the house on Aaron Rodgers getting him a ring, and I don't think it's going to happen. Aaron Rodgers is like the opposite of Tom Brady in that whenever it comes down to crunch time, he just doesn't seem to make it happen that often. He got the one ring in 2010, right? That's how long ago it was? Yeah. Yeah, and if you look at it since, like he hadn't had a whole lot of help, but he also hasn't been the one to come through in the big moments himself either. Right. He had Tom Brady on his field in the champ or was it the conference championship game and he couldn't make it happen. He just always seems to come up just a little bit short. Just which is the worst way to come up short is to be just, just a little it, short. Yeah. And I don't know how many more years he has either. He seems to be going through a midlife crisis or something. I saw him on Joe Rogan talking about his hallucinogens and all that stuff, his energy drinks. He's 39 years old, so at most, he's got four more years unless he's going to play longer than Tom Brady and set some longevity records, which I don't see happening. No chance. No. But, I mean, have you seen the way he looks now compared to the way he did last year? Oh, he's gotten in shape, that's for sure. He did that whole Hawaii Hayashka stuff. He and, goes uh, on his a darkness retreat, too. Dude, he, uh, I mean, he came out looking like a brand new man. I'll give it to him. I will give it to him. I give the Jets a two-year window to make something happen off this trade. And if they haven't at least made a Super Bowl in the next two years, I'll call the trade a failure for him. You think that's fair? Yeah, just because, like... This year, like I said, I see them making the playoffs. I do, I do see that. But they, they're gonna have to need that like one or two key beneficiaries to where it's like, all right, this team is one hundred percent sound. They're ready. They're legit. I don't know exactly what they're gonna need in that category to put them over the edge. You know, I know they got a really good defense. Like their, their defense coming back this year is gonna be really good. Um, like I said, they added a lot of Aaron Rodgers's like past favorite wide receivers so like Randall or uh, yeah, Randall Cobb they got him like I said they got Alan Lazard so they uh they picked up some pretty good wide receivers their running game is going to be a little iffy just because but I mean I I have to agree with you because you can't give him more than a two-year window but like you're saying you don't know how long he's going to have longevity wise but it wouldn't surprise me if they made it to at least the divisional round. Oh, I think they're definitely going to make the playoffs. Within the, like, within the next two years, I think they'll make it to the game before the uh, Super Bowl. I'd love to see it, dude. Uh, Aaron Rodgers, Super Bowl, that just, it'd make for a good story. Yeah. Especially with all the stuff going on off the field with him. Mm-hmm. But what do you think about Lamar Jackson? Finally coming back to the Ravens. Oh, yeah, I mean, I knew it was going to happen. It was just a matter of, like, are you actually going to pay the guy or not? I thought the Falcons were going to go for him for a second there. That would have been awesome. It would have been stupid as hell. You think? Falcons do not need Lamar Jackson. I what love Lamar. Need? I love Lamar. A I quarterback? Lamar. I, no, I love Lamar. I love Lamar Jackson. I've loved him since he was at Louisville. I have nothing but respect for him. But we did not need that. And the dang sure didn't need to draft Bijan Robinson with that pick. We had Jalen Carter in the bag. Could have put Grady, moved him over, put in Jalen Carter right there. Next thing you know, your defensive line stacked. And then with the picks you had after that, you could have went after maybe a not-so-household you know, name at the running back position. But now, with that, you have Bijan Robinson. You have Tyler Algier last year, who was over 1,000 yards all-purpose. Um... One of the only three rookies to be all-purpose last year was number three in Rookie of the Year voting. Just like, add Lamar Jackson to that like kind of household when we didn't sign all of our defensive players that we had signed over this past season with the Falcons. Add Lamar Jackson would have been a step back instead of a step forward. Because we have had the most money this year in the entire Matt, Matt Ryan and Julio Jones era that we were a part of. We finally got out of that cap hold. So now, like, we had, like, $90 million in cap space we could just sign people with and use. So you take, for example, Lamar's contract for the Ravens. Shit, that $90 million, half of that's going to have to pay out to what you owe, they owe him. 
then you got to guarantee him money. You just add one person instead of the seven or eight that we actually added to actually overall help your team. Then you kind of look at it and say, you know, that wouldn't have been a fair. Wouldn't have been. Wouldn't have been good. But and, now that the Bucks are pretty much non-contenders now, the Falcons should have room oh, to be competitive dude, in the com in the division. The Falcons should win the division this year. If if the Falcons don't win the division, it's very sad. Like we. Uh, we signed Taylor Heineke, which was the commander's uh, quarterback that they had this past couple seasons. And dude is a baller. You know, we got Desmond Ritter. He's uh, coming off his rookie year. And we, he played four games last year and played just as good as Marcus Mariota did in four games than Mariota did in however many games he played. The Falcons are on the lookup. We're, we're on the lookup. We, we finally got something to look forward to. Do you think Odell can be a big help to Lamar? Yeah. Or do you think he's pretty much washed at this no, point? No, no, no. They're, they're good. They're, they're solid up there. Because they got uh, Hollywood Brown. I believe they got Marquise Dude, Brown. I still. love Hollywood. I believe they still have him up there. Correct us if, if I'm wrong. Correct me. Um, I'm, I'm almost positive they still got Hollywood. And, I mean, dude, having Hollywood and OBJ right there, along with... um. Nope, J.K. Hollywood Dove. Browns on the Cardinals. Mm. So yeah, never mind. They don't have Marquise Brown anymore. Rip. But I mean, they they still got K.J. Dobbins. You know, with Ohio State, they're running back. He's, he's a pretty decent, pretty decent have for like as your running back. It's a good person to be. But I mean, at the end of the day, Lamar's gonna have a Lamar season. He he's gonna rush for X amount. He's gonna toss for X amount. But he's not gonna do, not gonna be much. I think. People in the sports media that were hyping up the Lamar Mahomes rivalry as being the next Brady Manning, it's been so disappointing to this point. And I really hope that Lamar can have his breakthrough year in the playoffs this year, just so we can get to see that become more of a rivalry and less of just Mahomes waltzing through the playoffs and pretty much being. It's at this point. Joe Burrow is a bigger rival for Patrick Mahomes than Lamar Jackson is. Yeah, hundred percent. I mean, Joe Burrow is nasty. He's got all the pieces around him to make him what he is, and he he's a very good quarterback. Not not saying that he's not a good quarterback at all. He's a very good quarterback and knows how to play the game. But he's got yeah. a swagger about him. He does, doesn't he? He's like little Joe Namath, yeah, two point Literally, dude. He uh, he's got that. So, I haven't had a chance to talk to you about it since the Super Bowl, but Patrick Mahomes getting his second Super Bowl win, like, what do you think that does for him, and are the Chiefs the team to beat this year? Um, I don't think the Chiefs are going to be the team to beat, but I will say, Patrick Mahomes has solidified himself as, by far, the the quarterback of the late twenty tens. You know what I mean? Like like early twenty twenties, no. like late twenty tens. Tom Brady's a quarterback of the late twenty tens. Tom Brady's dude, he was he's the quarterback of the like any kind of two thousands in until twenty twenties, whatever. But like but, no, newer Mahomes guys. Is, Mahomes is the next yeah, generation. The next, yeah, yeah like he's got next. Exactly. I and mean, he's had next since they did that Madden cover with him and Tom Brady on yeah, the front. Yeah, exactly. Like when he won his first one, I thought the world was going to, like, blow up. Oh, Bless you. Thank you. Yeah, I thought the world was going to blow up, though. Like, he he changed it. And then, you know, they had those couple years where he didn't make it. And so it's well, like, he did make it, and he just got beat. Well, yeah. he only missed the Super Bowl one year. And that was last four? year. Yeah, isn't that crazy? Like, that's a basketball-level run of just constantly making... The big well, 20, game. 2018 was... He didn't make it in the 2019 Super Bowl. He got put out in the conference finals. Yeah, that, the was, conference that championship. was the... Uh, that was the Rams-Patriots Patriots game that sucked. Atlanta. Then the Chiefs made it in 2020. And they who? made it... That was the one against Garoppolo in the 49ers. And, won. and they won. And they made it against Brady and the Bucks, and they lost. And they didn't make it, and they won this year. So, yeah, he's been in three out of the last four. Dad, go. He just won. He won two out of three. Yeah. So if they made it again, I don't know if anybody except for Brady's made it to 
Or before the last five, I guess the Bills yeah. in the 90s. R.I.P. Jim yeah. Kelly. Jim Kelly. I was and Thurman say. Thomas. Yeah. Jim Kelly and the Bills, man. <laughs> that's Dude, that's I still like, can't believe that happened. That's like almost worse than being an Atlanta sports fan in general. I mean, being an Atlanta sports fan hasn't been too bad the last little bit. Yeah. At least a Georgia sports fan. Yeah. With the Bulldogs and the Braves. But still, that gum. Imagine, oh. imagine just being a Bills fan back in those days. Shoot. About as bad as being a Bills fan now. Yeah. Jared Allen. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Never I love gonna Jared turn Allen. I, I, I love Mr. Jay. He's Allen, great but. for fantasy football, but Goodness. I don't know if he'll ever put it together in the playoffs. No chance. I don't think so. And how do you feel about uh, Ryan Garcia and Tank Davis? Oh, that, dude, that you watched the fight? Yeah, I watched just, uh, the highlights of it were pretty crazy. I didn't really watch the whole fight, but dude, that was. I'm glad Tank won. I, I would have had all my money on Tank to begin with. I love Javante Davis, dude. I, I'll give it to him. That ending was pretty anticlimactic, though. Mm-hmm. Seventh round body shot. That just I just came out of nowhere. Just sent it right to his stomach. Or his kidney, really? What would you call that? Like the, It was like his upper abdomen. Yeah. Dude, he just won his... Oh, set him on his knee. Mm-hmm. Like that's, that that's, was brutal. That was, I think that ass. was a big fight for both of them, though, and a yeah. good fight for boxing. Oh, yeah, they needed that. I feel like Ryan Garcia is more of a social media influencer than he is a boxer. Because, like, I see him doing videos with Emilio's and well, for stuff sure. like that. Speaking but, of influencer boxing and stuff, Jake Paul and Nate Diaz. Jake Paul finally lost. Yeah, I know. He's about to fight Nate Diaz, though, in the summer. Nate I think Diaz it's like August something. Yeah. I think the Paul and like all the social media like influence in boxing is great for the sport because mm-hmm. boxing sure as heck doesn't know how to promote itself. No, it doesn't. But that uh, Tank Davis Ryan Garcia fight is probably the biggest boxing fight there's been in a minute. Yeah, for sure. Because I don't know what's wrong with them, but Canelo, he's got to have some big opponent coming up. Maybe he'll fight Tank Davis at some point. But I don't see it happening, man. I see all those guys just. Throwing up the peace sign, saying they're just gonna fight these exhibitions and get their money. It's sad. Mm-hmm. Boxing used to be the biggest sport in the country, and now it's just a drop in the bucket. Deontay Wilder's looking like he might be going to jail. The fact that Deontay Wilder and Anthony Joshua never fought, or the Tyson Fury and Anthony Joshua never fought at Wembley Stadium. Is just insane. Yeah, it went from like Anthony Joshua being the one opponent that both of those like both dudes of them had never had. fought yeah. to him getting beat by some no name yeah. in a fight that most people didn't even no know one was even happening. Paid attention to. It's just ridiculous. And have you you know about AEW right? The mm-hmm. like other not WWE but the other pro wrestling company on TNT. They're having an event at Wembley Stadium, looking like they're gonna sell it out. That's insane. Like, 70,000-plus at a non-WWE show. That's never happened before. Uh, Shout-out to the hometown native as well for absolutely meleeing the AEW. Bronson Bomber. Excuse mm. me if I get that wrong. But Bronson Steiner, his uh, obviously dad and uncle, WWE native yeah. legends of the Cherokee County facility and all that. Um, dude's killing it, though. Uh, and I just wanted to give him a big shout-out. He uh, he's absolutely killing it. Bronson Breaker, excuse me. Yeah, Bron Breaker. He's in NXT, not AEW. Okay, okay. But either yeah, way, no. either way, you got to give he's their kudos. Got to give their kudos and their shoutouts, and definitely giving him his flowers for following in the footsteps of generations before him, who just did absolutely amazing things. Yeah, Steiner brothers won the Hall of Fame last year. Shout out to the Steiners for real. You you made a uh, your crazy offspring made a. A mutant of a man mm-hmm. named Braun Breaker. Dude, it's wild. Thanks. CM Punk's about to come back to AEW next month. Jeez. That's going to be huge. They're going to sell out the United Center. That uh, that's in- Obviously, yeah, that's the, Chicago, where the Bulls right? play. Yeah. That's, uh, WWE just got sold to Endeavor for like multi-billion yeah, dollar billion. deal. I saw that. Dude, that's wild. Vince is back. 
Some just good stuff going on see, in the all WWE. The stuff going on behind the scenes is more fun than what's going on on the right, screen. Right, right. Cody you. Rhodes is about to wrestle Brock Lesnar again mm-hmm. in the next yeah, main event. I saw that. Roman Reigns is about to be the first person since Hulk Hogan to be champion longer than a thousand days, which yeah. is something I never thought I'd see the way that they pass the title around so much these days. Having somebody on top for a thousand days is Looks unheard like of. So Tally Stripper. <laughs> but. Other than that, man, what you got to say about the Masters? Oh, we're talking about that, man. It was a uh, it was a really good weekend. I I thought the live golf guys were gonna come out and take it over for that weekend, but Mr. John Rom, number one in the world, and number one in the FedEx Cup points too, he uh took the victory. Thank God this week there at Oak Hill for the PGA Championship. Um, I believe today the leader of the full 18 that was played, and Oak Hill is like one of the hardest golf courses to like play, play pretty much. Is like it's insane. Um, Mr. Eric Cole is five under through 14. He played 14 today, but he's still five under. Bryson DeChambeau. And Scotty Scheffler, along with Mr. Dustin Johnson, top out the top five. It's going to be a good tournament, man. It's going to be a really good tournament. Tune into it, for sure. Golf has taken over. Um, It's made a name for itself, and I am very proud to say that I represent the world of golf. I love it. That's awesome. I think one last topic to get into before we call tonight, the MLB. Oh, yeah. It's been a pretty historic season so far with the Rays getting off to the hottest start in like over a hundred years do you think they can maintain it no um no chance they're a really 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 good team don't get me wrong but i don't see them being able to maintain that for 162 games um if the bravos can get healthy and get their pitching staff back and get their a, a genuine starting five under their belt then i believe that mr Acuna, mr austin riley Mr. Matt Olson, Sean Murphy, Ozzy, I believe everybody's going to step up to the plate and do their dang thing. And I believe the Braves have the best opportunity with a complete pitching staff to win the entire World Series again this year. I'm not making my prediction for the Braves to win, but I'll be dang as a Braves fan. I'd love to see That's it. That's your soft prediction. I would love to say it. And we talked about this a little bit earlier, but Andrew Jones, Jersey mm-hmm. retirement Shout coming out. up. Thank God. You a fan? We're going. We'll be there front row, screaming as loud as possible, saying thank you to five. That means that all the 90s Brave superstars have officially been retired. The last thing he needs now is just to make the Hall of Fame, and it'll be a trifecta. And how about them Bravos, baby? Yep, that sounds like a good way to wrap it up for me. It does. We'll see y'all next time, folks. Yes, sir. See you.